This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Reel Down for another great episode covering some uh, big tournaments and big winners from across the country. What's going on, Drew? How you doing? Good, buddy. I like your optimism there. Another great episode, he says, folks. You heard, you heard it right here at the beginning of the show. It's going to be great. <laughs> if not, um, I guess we, uh, we can give Just you Just blame back. me for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah get your money back. Well, we'll give you the money that we don't get paid to do this. We'll, we'll send yeah. you a check. There you go. Exactly. Uh, Everybody, be sure to stick around. Uh, we, you know, we got a big winner from uh, the Bassmaster event in Lacrosse this uh, previous weekend. Uh, I do have one little tidbit of information I got that could affect a lot of clubs and the way tournaments are ran. I'm going to bring up. Uh, wanted to bring it up last week. wasn't really sure yet on if what I had been hearing was correct, but I think I've got it worked out. But just something you may want to hear. But. Uh, yeah, well, what's been up with you, Drew? Man, you got any do anything this weekend or? Dude, I followed along with you know this this tournament. Uh, I was watching some football, just still more getting the home site ready for this baby we got due in December. So much of the same. It's pretty boring. Just cheered on my fantasy team and Bulldogs and <laughs> all the other teams I like. So yeah, not too much, man. I hear you. I'm still getting back to the normal work grind, and it's still yeah. tough to get all that energy built back up, but. I still haven't been on the water. I, I don't think I've been on the water in almost three months. It's yeah, like, get, I kind of care, but hunting season's coming up. So I've kind of put all my shift that way. I've been doing scouting for that. So, yeah, but I, I went and hung out at one of the 
kayak shops around here today and that kind of like fired me up again so we'll see right nice man nice now when's this tidbit you're saying that's later in the show or that's now yeah we'll uh we'll we'll do it while we have our guest on just because get get his input on it too uh it's nice it's nothing major for now it's something that will take effect next year nationally on basic we'll get into it it's not just fishing related but it will affect fishing tournaments but uh yeah, I guess we'll just go ahead and bring it in. So, like I said, we are covering the uh, Bassmaster event that was on lacrosse, and we've got with us one of the Tennessee Hammers, the inaugural Bassmaster Classic on Logan Martin winner, Jim Davis. What's going on, Jim? That's right. Hey, how y'all doing? Pretty good, man. Congrats on the win. Uh, thank you. Thank you're you. still making a name for yourself, and oh, yeah. I know all those Tennessee guys know you're you're a hammer too. I, I I hear your name from a bunch of my Tennessee buddies all the time. But uh, what's going on, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Just kind of relaxing, taking a little break from driving back home and and uh, just hanging out. Heck, yeah. You about to say something, Drew? I thought I heard you ch- pipe in. No, well, you know, just going to say, you know, congrats, Jim. Uh, like like Jimmy said, you're, you were the inaugural winner. I think most people still remember that. It wasn't that long ago, right before COVID hit. Um, and you, you outbeat a field there, outlasted a field of, I want to say it was like 250 people. At Logan yeah, Martin. it was a it was lot. A big, it was a big group. Um, and it yeah, was 220. Nice. Yeah, 220, something like that. So you would probably 220, know. <laughs> terrible weather. It, yeah, was it was ridiculous. <laughs> that was a fun one, though. It was fun. <laughs> I think I got 16th in that one, I think. I want to say, I remember I, it qualified me for the, the classic. So that's all that that I was really concerned about, you know, was qualified. I got but, my tail uh, tucked between my legs and took my wet, cold self back to the truck. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those uh, right place, right time type of type of deals there. Because, yeah, the weather was horrible. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, for anybody that doesn't know who you are, Jim, uh, just give us a rundown of who you are, where you're from, what got you into kayak fishing, just whatever you want to. Yeah, I live uh, I live in East Tennessee in Dandridge, just east of uh, of Knoxville a little bit. Uh, fish with the, all the boys over there in East Tennessee, and uh, been been tournament fishing for about six years now, and kayak fishing for about fifteen sixteen years. But uh, oh, the last couple of years OG. have been really my yeah. The last couple of years have been my years that I started actually fishing. Uh, traveling doing the tournaments and uh, of course I missed most of this year uh, with an injury but yeah trying to get back into it again yeah heck yeah Did, didn't weren't you at Ufala was that you I remember <laughs> yeah you were at Ufala and you had your your arm was uh bandaged up in a sling right yeah I had my arm taped to my side so I couldn't move it <laughs> I, wow I remember yeah. That. yeah I remember commitment that. but you still fished that that you still fished it with like one hand didn't you one arm yeah, yeah, left-handed. Yep. And I and yeah, didn't you like place or you were? Did you do pretty good? Or am I not thinking correctly here? No, I I, I outlasted about half the guys, but uh, yeah, I had to fish left-handed. Caught caught some fish, and you know it was. I, I was looking was at that earlier. I, I think you were forty-sixth, but again, you were severely handicapped by anything in my book being Absolutely. completely one-handed in the wrong because yeah, you're not you know you're not left-handed right you're right-handed right right yeah i had i had injured myself the week before and uh talked to talked to bass about it 
And they said, no, if you, if you want to qualify, you got to compete. So that's what I did. I went down and gotcha. figured if I could make a cast that I'd be good. So yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that is, I'm counting that as a top 10 in my book. That's like, it's a top 10. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I definitely agree the next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about your uh, tournament background history. Cause I, I was looking on the tourney X to see if it showed any of your, uh, like what events you've, you've been in and you know, how you've done and uh, that information wasn't on there. So, so we know you have the inaugural bass win. you just got the recent win at lacrosse. Uh, what else you got in your book? You, do you have a favorite series you like to follow or do you just fish as many as you can? Well, well, I started out, you know, a few years back in the in the KBS when when that was a when that was yep. a thing. There were quite a few of us that fished that series, and uh, did did pretty well then. And then got into the KBF and uh, fished that for a bit. And and I think my best championship finish was thirteenth for the for the KBF, which out of a field of four hundred and fifty, I guess that's not terrible. No, no, not at all, man. And then, uh, Definitely something to brag about in my book. And then started last year, started doing some of the Hobie events and, and did the bass. And I think uh, probably next year I'll, I'll concentrate again on, on Hobie and, and bass events. Yeah. Were you at the inaugural um, KBS down in Astor, Florida? Were you at that one? That's the only one I missed. I, I didn't okay. go to the very first one. And, and one of my friends up there in Knoxville uh, was uh, he's, he's the one that actually got me into it and, and told me about it. So I went to the next one, which was at uh, Rayburn to the second okay. event. That's the yeah. only see, that's the only one I went to was the very first <laughs> one that came down in Aster. So I think I got third in that one. If I remember correctly, I got third, but anyway, uh, that's the only one I fished, but yeah, that was cool. Cool series while it lasted. Um, but yeah, real quick, you, or you go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, just before we moved on from that, real quick, Drew, take uh, take us non OG oh. folks back, and that this is legitimately the first time I've heard of KBS. So, what is that? What was that precursor I, to KBF? Yeah. Or, um, I think KBF may have. I don't. They had challenges for sure. They had online tournaments for sure. I don't yeah, know if they, they had it in person. But River Bass, and I was running the River Bass and Tournament Trail. I know that for a fact. During KBS came about. And it was the kayak bass series run by uh, basically Robert Field, who obviously we hmm. know him as a YouTuber. He was the MC, and yeah, Terry Manley. Harry, Harry Manley, which it was running Manly Rods at that time, which I guess it all sort of fell apart. Uh, the the Manly Rods, I don't see them around anymore, so I don't think they exist. And it all kind of just fell apart. But it was kind of like the KBF Trail Series. It was a national tournament trail they probably had how many gym was like eight maybe eight stops or something that went around yeah yeah probably that and then a and then a uh, championship at the end of the year yeah and, and they probably cool. went for what a couple years it only lasted like two three years maybe yeah i fished it 15 and 16 and actually won the championship in 16 and then it just kind of disappeared in 17 oh yeah like, i think all... i didn't get into this until 18 so uh, could be why I've yeah. never heard of it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, well, just goes a piece of history. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. No. To tournament, tournament trails. I mean, we were doing okay with river bassing, but it's it's not really. If you're looking to make money, it's it's a very very. It's like Chad 
at least has done it right. It's like K- KBF, you got to be in it for the long game. It's a long game for sure. Same with, I mean, look at Bass and MLF and all, you know, FLW. It's like they had to be in it for the long haul to like really make a, a brand valuable enough to where you would buy something like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Bass, and, and they have, it's, it's gotten there. So anyway, um, but the question I was going to ask you, did you, uh, you said you fished some Hobie this year. Did, did you qualify for the TOC? I can't remember. No, did you make that no, one? I did. No. no, the Hobies that I fished, I fished right after I had surgery. So it was, oh, yeah. One, yeah. You know, I didn't get to compete the whole day cause I just couldn't make it the whole day and, and uh, hadn't been able to paddle at all. So that, that kind of limited, yeah. limited what I could do, but I still wanted to compete. So. No, that's cool, to, man. Went to a couple hey, of those. Well, obviously you qualified for the Bass, you know, Nation Kayak Series Championship <laughs> in 2022, and you were in the previous one as well. So, and, and I actually qualified for that at Ufala. So I'll, I'll be seeing you there, man. I'm excited about it. And, uh, you know, I, I have no idea what lake they're going to put us on, but I'm excited to, to get the news and start seeing some schedules and all that fun stuff coming out here soon. I, I yeah. feel that. I'm definitely ready to start seeing the – the schedules pop up to go ahead and start. I think that's what like fire me back up for it is seeing like the, I love the planning part, even though the last two years, all of my plans have fell apart both years, but the, the like thinking it all out and figuring out yeah, what you're going to do. Right. That's fun. It is. I think it the is. bass schedules are set for the next two years already. They just haven't been uh, mm-hmm. aired yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's uh they told us that on uh, Texas that he was, they were waiting on like, one more paperwork piece of paperwork to be signed and they would have i think two full years of schedules ready to go so that'll be cool if they get those out you know kind of early to get let everybody plan for and hope hopefully more you know the series and clubs and stuff kind of follow suit and get their schedules out yeah. you know, right before like march yeah it's hard <laughs> to coordinate it's hard to coordinate yeah. two or three trails and you know try and hit all oh, yeah. of the, all of the events in both trails yeah, sure. it, I, and I heard a rumor. I don't know if you have heard the same thing that the uh, the Bass Nation Kayak Series Championship for 2022, in conjunction with the Classic, which is on Hartwell, is going to be uh, just at the next lake below Hartwell. And that one is, I believe, that one's uh, Russell. Is that right? Or is that? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Russell. I so I I hadn't heard that. I I don't I don't know. I heard that as the rumor is where it's going to be because it was also in the same county. Um, that Anderson, the host you know, city, is in. So I don't know if that's true. Makes or not, sense. But it, it would make some sense if they're going to get some support from Anderson. Um, but I thought maybe they would. Anderson's tapped out for the the classic. You know what I mean? Support and maybe they would go utilize one of their other partners. You know whether it's a Lake Lanier they've used before or Lake Murray or find someone new like Lake Greenwood or uh, Augusta Georgia down there maybe with like uh, Clark's Hill, but. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I actually I don't know when. Go ahead, Jim. I, I don't, I don't know when we'll find that out that, you know, you didn't find out to the last second last this, this year. So who knows? Bass, I know you're listening. We want these schedules and these locations like before Christmas. I, I'd take it like before Thanksgiving next week. Well, we, we really just want the exclusive here on the Real Down Podcast. That's what we want. You want you to come on and announce it right here, and then put your press release out later that day, but give us the exclusive. I'll take that. I'll take <laughs> yeah. I, I know some people. I'll see if we can pull some strings, and it yeah. won't ever happen, but it, I'll try. Yeah, but I, I promise you this, everybody listening, it will be out much sooner than it was in previous years due to 
what COVID kind of caused in their world because they have so many other tournaments to deal with than just the kayak series. And we're the last one on the totem pole, whereas Hobie and KBF, that's all they do. So it was a little easier for them to get things out sooner. So Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Anyway, yeah. I digress. I digress. Let's talk about <laughs> Jim and his big win. And, man, where do you, where do you want to start, Jimmy? Well, uh, you know, tell me uh, your history with fishing up there, if you ever have, and then you can kind of just work that into uh, – into your pre-fishing if you did any uh i know you, tr- you like you said you were traveling and, and i know lacrosse has been hit a few times this year i'm pretty sure i know hobie was there there's always a bunch of local clubs up there some of the bigger ones uh but what's your experience up there i i try to go up there at least twice every year and uh i, I love that area it's it's probably it's one of my favorite fisheries up there and uh yeah i was up there for the week the whole week last week but the weather changed so much just about every day that <laughs> pre-fishing was one day at a time. You know, you, you find fish one day, the next day they weren't there. And it, it went like that the whole week. So, yeah. And it, it definitely Saturday looked like. Just basically a, it definitely a looked like. Toss, you know, where you go. Right. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it definitely looked like that the fishing was, was still f- you know, doing pretty good because there were uh, over 550 fish caught just during the oh, tournament. Fishing was crazy. I, I think I, I feel probably, sorry for the people judging. I probably caught 70 fish that on Saturday. Jeez. It was, it was nuts, but you know, tons of 13, 14, 15 inch right. fish. Hmm. Old bait yeah. stealers. Yeah. For, were you there for Hobie as well? I did. I, I went up for Hobie. Uh, last month, uh, yeah, and fished a little bit for for that one. Yeah, it was the weather. Yeah. That one was pretty bad too. <clears throat> it was. We did. I was up there for that one. I I snuck in at the very very last check spot, eleventh place. But the um, <clears throat> it wasn't. We weren't catching that many fish. The numbers of fish, it wasn't happening for people that I talked to, and most people it seemed like on stage even weren't. But obviously, our winner for that one, Matthew Brandon, he he was on. It's like what you were saying, like just 70, 60, 70, 50, 60 fish a day sort of pattern. So I guess when you find them there, you find them. So it sounds yeah. like. I like to fish the grass. And of course, last month I couldn't paddle my kayak, so I had to stay out of the grass. So that, that uh-huh. had a little bit of an effect. And plus all that rain that came through, the water just turned to mud. And, oh, yeah. And the, the river rose a foot and a half, and it was it was pretty wild for tournament day. That was very Which that's a uh, exact opposite. I don't know if you did you fish the Bassmaster up there last year. I uh, yes, because I remember last year the water was ridiculously low when I was up there. All it the local guys, really. Yeah, I, I, the last ten years it's been averaging probably a foot and a half to two foot higher than what it is right now during the summer. Wow! Wow! That's, That's insane. So, did, has it come down? Yeah, it makes it, the, makes the it fun. Yes. 
Okay. It's, it's yeah. lower again. Yeah, so it came down. Well, I, I say it came it came down and then it, but it went back up again uh, either Thursday or Friday it went up a little bit. But yeah, it was it was pretty close to the same as what the week before the Hobie was. Of course, okay. the day of the Hobie, you know, after the rains it was pretty high, but yeah. right. right. Okay. Well, give me a you know, like you said, you try to hit it a couple times a year. So, uh, kind of tell me how you approached your pre-fishing, how you figured out where you wanted to fish and how you like broke everything down, especially with, you know, weather changing every day. I mean, you, I don't know if you can even really do it because one thing that's working one day is completely different the next. Oh, that's, that's exactly right. And, and uh, you know, I wanted to try to fish pool nine down to the South and mm-hmm. go for smallmouth this time. And we had, we had pretty good current for a couple of the days and then the current shut off. So the fish it could find weren't there. And, and it, we could find the 13 and 14 inches again. They, they came out every day, but the big ones just kind of eluded us all week. Uh, so like I said, on, on Saturday, it was, you know, cost toss a coin to whether we turn left or right and determine where we were going. And, and I just like to fish the grass. I like shallow water. I like the grass. I like the pads. So, we went up to uh, pool seven and fish grass and pads and yeah. So it was That's large awesome. mouth. It was large mouth deal for you. It sounds like. Yep. Yep. Strictly large mouth. Yeah. And that, uh, I'm trying to remember pool seven. That's up there above on Alaska and everything, right? Yeah. On Alaska is in yeah, pool uh-huh. seven. Okay. I couldn't remember if that was the top of pool eight or the bottom of seven right there. But that I didn't get to fish that when I was up there. I really wanted to because it looked like a really cool area, but I only had a couple of days, so I just kind of like went to the middle <laughs> and prayed, which didn't work. <laughs> well, I like and that was also the first time I'd ever been up there. Yeah. Yeah, the Stoddard fun- area, the Stoddard, Stoddard area is really good too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. It's a fun place. Well, it sounds like your, your tournament story, it's just a one-day event. So instead of, you know, you walking through it all and, and telling us, how many times you cold a 13 and a quarter to a 13 and a half to a 13 and three quarters. You've already pretty much told us you caught a ton of fish. So Jimmy, you and I could just pick his brain about some stuff here. Like, Hey Jim, what were you, you know, what were you catching them on? Did you find anything different in the grass that, or were you just randomly throwing or was there something different you found, whether it be a little cut, a point, a depth change, a hard spot, something different that caused you to find, you know, more fish and get more bites and, and upgrade to that win. Well, the, the water in that area is probably about five foot deep max. So when I started, I fished the outside edge of the weed lines and uh, threw a spinner bait, swim bait on, on the outside edges, and then went around and started fishing wood with a, with a Senko. And that's where I got my first decent fish, yeah. And uh, then, then the big fish went away again, and it was 13 and 14 inches for the next – two or three hours and uh, <laughs> <laughs> then you see bait fish out in the middle. So you start throwing spinner baits out in the middle and, and catch small ones again. And, and uh, I think I ended up, I think I caught a 15 and a half and a 16 and a half just randomly out in the middle, just throwing out where I saw the bait fish jumping around at caught two basically random fish out there. <clears throat> and then all that died again. So it was, it was a kind of an off and on day. And, uh, I had a limit when the clock went off or when the board went off, I think I was sitting in 19th place. Uh, 
with a small limit and there was a little pad field that I hadn't seen anybody else in all day. There was probably nine, 10 kayaks in the area. And uh, so for the last hour when the clock or when the, when the board went down, I went over, put my Texas rig Senko weightless back on in about a foot of water and paddled through the pads. And uh, I think with 15 minutes to go, uh, I put an 18 and three quarter in the boat and cold up Bit cold. probably seven inches, you know, in the last hour. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So it, it, it sounds like there was a lot of just, I don't want to say random because that's obviously not the word. I mean, things are calculated, but with everything coming on and off, you know, it seemed like the Cinco was working for you somewhat consistently, but there was just a lot of trying different things, edges in the grass, you know, on the bait, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, we knew knew the fish were there. We just couldn't figure out where they were. And, uh, you know, I they were moving in and out from the bank out to the middle and chasing bait and then moving back in. It was it was hard to keep up with them and, and keep finding them. And, and uh, I said, finally, I just went back to what I like to do and, and started throwing that weightless Cinco up in the pads and talked right. two, two decent ones in the last hour into hitting. Were you, you know, throwing them up in the pads like that? Are you, was it a, like let it soak kind of approach or are you getting really good reaction strikes and stuff like that out of the, you know, popping them over the pads or getting yeah, it right was, under one. I was, I was fishing in about eight, eight to 10 inches of water and I was just ripping the, <laughs> ripping that sinkhole across the, the pads. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's real cool. That's a great bait to actually do that with, you know, it really is. I like uh, to even throw like a Z man streaks is a, you know, soft plastic jerk bait. Man, sometimes mm-hmm. that's, that comes through better than anything else. Like a Cinco or something like that comes through that stuff just better than anything else. So I, I like that uh, style there, man, that strategy, Jim. Obviously, it worked out. Um, now, real quick, I just looked back at the Hobie numbers, and what's funny is on day one, 85 and a half um, was the leading total. And on day two, it was 85 and three quarters. So it seems like that is the number to hit because, uh, <laughs> Jimmy, you probably – you probably have the numbers there, but um, <laughs> yeah. if you want to go over them. But it was 85. You didn't you have 85 something, or is that right? Yeah, he had 85, 85 and a half. And a half. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, you're, you're on the money. I mean, uh, and it, you know, it didn't drop too far. It was uh, 84 and a half for second and 83 and three quarter for third. But you know, the 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 mid to low 80s held out a pretty long way. Oh man, dude, yeah. I had yeah, nine. That was my. Yeah. I'm frustrated. <laughs> that was my teammate right? that had second. Yeah, really. Oh, okay. Yeah, Anthony, but he fished down in in pool nine. He totally different, mm-hmm. totally different type of fishing he was doing down there. Yeah, he's a good guy. He he did real well at uh Kentucky Lake. I saw him there, and he did well. I think that Hobie. Uh, he did well at the Hobie across, too. Yeah. Across too. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. A, a lot of the results showed. But anyway, I was over here moaning and groaning because I see eighty five, and I literally had ninety inches of fish on on the first day of. Uh, of Ho- or second day of Hobie and dude that they just three fish came off and they were giants and I'm just anyway I'm trying to just get those yeah, memories out of my yeah. brain but I see we, 85 we all, and I'm thinking, we all did on Saturday oh. we all had 90 some inches Saturday yeah <laughs> it just happens dude if we, it just feel like someone should have 90 inches there or 92 and just like win it like really go and like outright just crush it because it's they're there they're freaking there man yeah. 
But that would be a fun there. thing for somebody to look up and send us. I'd like to know in like Tourney X history, what's the biggest limit in lacrosse on seven, eight, and nine that's been posted yeah. on Tourney X? Because I, I guarantee you somebody's busted 90. Because there's, oh, yeah. there's definitely big fish up there. Yeah. Yeah. There's big fish there. There are. It's hard to get, it's hard to put five of them together like that, but there are big <laughs> fish there. Especially like, <laughs> Not even not just this tournament. We're again back. Random's the wrong word. Just kind of all over the place catching them. But lacrosse, even when we, you know, you cover the local or we, you know, go over the local clubs and stuff when they have a lot of guys hit it. There's usually just a lot, a lot of fish caught up there. I mean, every now and then, you know, it's kind of like a feast or famine situation. But most of the time, you hear about guys having twenty, thirty fish days, and you know, mid eighties. Like I always expect to see a mid to high eighties number on the list, but it, I, I don't know if it's like, I'd like to know if it's not that you can't find, you know, the five biggest fish and put together that big limit, or if it's just because you're having to weed through so many of the smaller, uh, year cycle of fish, you know? And then that leads me into yeah. the stuff I nerd out on. Like, I'd like to know if, <laughs> It's a conservation thing, like they're needing to pull a bunch of smaller fish out so that the age classes go up and stuff like that. That's the kind of crap I listen to in my off time, but <laughs> it definitely just seems like a fishery that's just absolutely full of good fish. I think it's just so the- much fun catching the 14 and 15 inch fish that I just forget Same, that I need to be looking for bigger ones. Yep. And I've got numbers for you, dude. I, I looked them up, Jimmy. Oh, here we go. So they're 2020. Uh, it, uh, there was an event, the Hobie BOS event there on twenty in twenty twenty was won by Russ Snyder's on day one. He had eighty seven and three quarter. Nick Matthews had eighty seven, and Adam Riser had eighty six and three quarter. So three people topped your total on that particular event, which it's not very many, but it stay it stays in that mid eighties yeah. range. Um, all the way down to sixth place had eighty five inches. So and and up. So day two though, listen to this. We did have a ninety inch bag. Alex okay. Stefan from Iowa, Alex Stefan uh, had 90.75. And then second place was Russ with 86.75 and then uh, 84 and three quarters. So once you get a third, it's, it's below 85 again. The 85 number seems to be where Just you want to be. So it, it did happen, but um, I'm looking up some other. I think there. Barry Davis, uh, I think Barry Davis had 88, 88 and a half at the bass event there last year. Yeah, that's what I was. Okay. His name was popping up in my head. Cause I thought he did pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, he did. Okay, that's awesome to know. I I, I don't I want to look more into it. I want to see. I'm, I'm going to ask. I got a bunch of folk friends that live up there too, and I'm going to see if any of them local clubs have ever had any like 95 inch bags come through. That would be. It's got. I'm that'd sure be it's awesome. Let's <laughs> uh, see. Uh, there's a Minyak 2021 lacrosse and Minnesota Yak, I guess, uh, local club, and they had some pretty good numbers. Uh, 88 and a quarter, one 87 and three quarters, 87, and then it drops to 83. But a few people got over that. And then the paddle and fin, of course, the uh, championship. Um, was what was that? What were those numbers? I see something here. Paddle and fin number f- five, but it shows. Oh, I cannot yeah. remember. I don't think this is this. No, that one's not coming up. Anyway, uh, that's Are all the ones that were in the events? history. Uh, yeah, the the, the paddle and fin one. championship was on lacrosse, and I could be wrong. I think eighty six and three quarter won that one. Yeah. We just covered that, and I'm trying to remember but but yeah no it's definitely like 
that's a I'd love to see like and we won't get into it because it's a giant rabbit hole you know uh, uh, the bass event have gone two days with how the weather was changing on you I'd like to see what a day two would have done you know if obviously I'm sure a mid 80 number would have happened based off history um, mm. but you know I think there would have been a lot of contenders uh, considering you know Golly, you get all the way down to 30th place, still at 75. So you can have one by that place standards, good day, one decent day, and still been in the mm-hmm. in the setting. Saying yeah. that, Jim, and because you've done so good, you know, your history of doing the Bassmasters is, I'd say, pretty good. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on the format? Do you, do you like how everything's being done? Or Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Any, anything you yeah, hope to I, see in the I, future from it? I like the one day tournaments, uh, and, and I like the two day Hobie tournaments. I think there's a place for, for both of them. I, I know there's guys that can't get, can't get away for the, the two day tournaments, can't spend the time to do it. And, uh, I know there's guys that don't like to fish the one day tournaments and wish they were too, but I think there's a place for both of them. Definitely. Which I think that's a, uh, one of the things that, the, the KBF's take on it's pretty cool how it's two one day um it, I, I think it, it could you could have both at the same time you could have like pay a different fee and have two solos and then a combined total for somebody that did want to do the two day or something like that you know but th- that's a, a good argument to me with what you said like there's a place for both and as much as like when I'm thinking about it I think it'd be really cool to see Bassmaster go two day it also, I think Bassmaster could be the series for the guys, like you said, that can only do the one day. And then Hobie's the series for the guys that, you know, like that two day, maybe three day in the future, if it ever got like that, you know, those multiple days of stringing together, you know, managing your fish and stuff like that. Because I know that's a lot of the guys down here won't fish Hobie just because they can't, you know, they don't have the time or they work on Sundays, don't yeah, have the four, off time, you know. Four days. It, it's four right. days to go fish a Hobie. Hobie, if you don't pre-fish. Mm-hmm. It is, for sure. I mean, I think that, like you're saying, there's room for both. But my whole thing on this whole debate is there is room for both. And the local trails and the regional trails, they're, they're all one day. So that kind of takes, gives so many options for people to fish one-day tournaments. But bass, in my opinion, is the elitist level of, you know, bass boat fishing, the four-day four day elite series, three-day opens. And you would think that with that brand, right, the BASS brand, it's the highest level of competitive kayak fishing. Therefore, just like the PGA Tour, any any event that's the highest level in golf, it's not a one-day golf tournament. It's four-day because you're at the highest level. Right. I, I feel like it should, always, it should be more than one day. It should be two or three days. But – that's me and uh, that's my opinion, but because um, there's plenty well, of no, and it, one, one it makes day. plenty of sense. Bass hasn't always been like that. When bass started out, it was one day tournaments. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and and the bass kayaks, you know, they're we're just getting started. This is just oh, the yeah. second year, so there's and still a lot of growing be. to do. And I, I hope they, I hope they add some events. Uh, I, I think 
five events is kind of a short, short season for bass. And I think right. they should add some, some events. I think there should be a, 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 a path to an AOY for bass. There isn't one right now. Uh, that would, that would give people a, a, another, another way, another path to qualify for the championship. Uh, yeah. And a reason the reason to fish keep fishing yeah, it's a, all, and, and, all an incentive yeah. to make sure your numbers stay up during the year, you know. Yeah, you would have had you know seventy five hundred at Chesapeake Bay instead of whatever forty something probably because they'd have been yeah, competing for something. So I, yeah, I think you'll yeah, see I mean, two day tournaments next year. You'll see two days and you'll I, see AOI. I'm almost positive we'll see that from Bass. I don't know if every one of the events will be two day, but I, I'm hearing we're going to probably uh, have some two-day tournaments. Uh, There'll be some special two-day tournaments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, right. I think you're right. I think you're right yeah. about that. I think it'll still stay one day for the trail events, but I think there'll be special events. that will be two day. I think we'll have an AOI and I'm not sure yeah. if they'll add trail series events, you know, more than five, but uh, like you, like you said, I think they'll add some special events. So there'll be more than five tournaments during the year, just not all trail events. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I personally try to like, I know that they get bashed on a lot because how certain things have been done and why don't they do this? And I, I try to keep in mind that, you know, they came in hard on Logan Martin, you know, I mean, yeah, it was a one day event, but promoted well, you know, stuff, how the ceremony went and stuff like that. I know a lot of folks weren't happy with that, but you know, they didn't even really get to stretch their legs because I mean, that was right when the pandemic was about to, like mess everything up as far as how you could do things. They still made it through that year. And then this year, I mean, people, people come to me all the time. And when we talk about it, they're like, well, why didn't they, you know, why hasn't anything changed? Well, I mean, everything was still kind of a question mark. Like, can we have these weigh-ins and captain's meetings? You know, if there's protocol, should we hold these guys for two days? You know, blah, blah, blah. And and again, bass is so big and everything goes up all the steps up the ladder. We're still really nothing to them. You know, we're still trying to prove ourselves. I I, I think at like the five-year mark, maybe. I mean, maybe, it, hopefully it happens faster, but I think I think it'll find its groove and it, it'll yeah. be it'll be one of those, you know, top-tier things. Yeah, I hope they have a faster learning curve than that, but, you know, they're they're big enough and they've done it long <laughs> enough that, they, that it shouldn't take them that long to figure out what the, what they need to do. Right. Yeah, I, I assure I, you, they, they do care a lot about kayak. I know that. I've talked to the, you know, John Stewart and, and Dwayne personally had calls with them and they, they actually care a lot about kayak. I, I know from some of the things we've talked about, it, some people are kind of inferring like whatever, maybe they, they don't, but, they actually really, really do, which is why you said, Jim, and I know this is a fact too. They already have their schedules done for this year and next year. And a lot of that is like you said, Jimmy COVID and all that, but they, they care a lot. They actually lose, you know, lose money. Uh, I know that we were used to, we're used to local and regional and other payouts from other places, but they're a bigger, you know, organization with a lot of overhead and whatever, but they care a lot about the kayak. They really do. So that's why they're in it. So they're going to, I think, I think it'll be quicker than five. I think next year, it will be a few two-day special events, but I think the following year, I think it'll all be two days. I think it's important to do that because you do get the anglers that can commit two days are the anglers who are really hardcore into this. And then if you go to three days for like Bassmaster Opens, even more so. And those are the anglers you want attending events if you're a Bassmaster brand, someone big like that, because those you want the best anglers there. So you're, the, the fish is the star of the show. So the fish 
the catches, the greater fish catches, bigger fish catches. Again, that just makes you look good, makes them look good. You can promote that. Plus, you get the same characters coming back over and over and over. Nobody can remember uh, the thousands of people, right? But you can remember the same, like the Elite Series. You can kind of start to get familiar with some of the names there because there's only 80 or 90, whatever it is, 90-something. We can, You don't want, if you're an organization like that, you don't want thousands of names. You want stars like the NFL and Major League Baseball. I talk about this all the time. You want the stars. Marketability. Marketability, <laughs> yes. And and by narrowing it down, making it two-day, and if you increase the entry fee to $1,000 or something big like that, it, it gets even sweeter, and you'll get what you're looking for with the, the personalities and the same people that are there that you can market and, and grow it that way but anyway I, th- I think that will blow some minds the first time there's a you know seven fifty thousand dollar entry fee I, I mean it blows my mind thinking about it not like <laughs> i would never pay that to go fishing but like damn it's gotten to that point you know like <laughs> yeah we're gonna, we're so gonna have to is- get sponsors involved a little more when it gets to that that's point. right <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say, Jim. I was gonna bring up bring up one of your sponsors because I know you're you're being you know the great champion you are, being humble. But you got your your old town hat on there, and and you did you know you're fishing out of old town. You're gonna have to turn to your old towns and any of your other sponsors and say, I need help. You know, I need a little help. <laughs> I need help. But I but I'm getting more exposure because it's you know it's bass. It's it's a much higher purse, higher level. Like I I think we would be interviewed on all the bigger not just the kayak fishing media, but the bigger bass media, we would get more attention and more attention on you when you win, Jim, is more money that essentially more marketing exposure for the brands that you represent. So therefore they should be able right. to take in a little bit more. So it all kind of like, if they go up, we're going to get the, we're going to get the entry fees covered. We, the anglers, we'll get them covered. We'll you get to, to approach them with that trophy and be like, you see this? Yeah. I ain't <laughs> doing this for free anymore. Okay. Well, if, if, if one of those things happen, then you know that the rest of them are going to follow. Oh, exactly. 100%. It, it'll be a big domino effect, just like anything else. Like you see small, like domino effect, even now, like with what I see, like doing the podcast and seeing stuff, the kind of behind the scenes with it, like brands that have nothing to do with fishing. You know, one of them jumped in like, wow, this is kind of cool. Kayak fishing is different, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, do you see that that brand jumped in? Oh, we yep. should get in on that. There's plenty of room for it at the moment. You know, there's not any competition. We're not having to throw in $10 million, you know, beat Walmart out or nothing like that. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool to think about that. I mean, maybe it gets to that level one day and there's definitely like, uh, there was talk about it this weekend. It's starting to get more exposure. Um, when Hobie was here, at Pickwick last week, the event that Guillermo did one, yeah. uh, AL.com, you know, Alabama.com did a write up on the event. They did really, really good until the end. And it's just the lack of kayak, kayaking, kayak fishing as a whole knowledge, not being out there yet because it was really good write up talking about how he did and how he broke everything down words. He said, and then starts talking about how kayaks are limited and we can't fish the, big parts of the lake so we have to stay shallow yeah i read that and i was like too, well, it, that's yeah. just so wrong <laughs> and that's yeah, the only the, thing that fired me up about it but i turned it into okay there's still more to be done from the anglers tournament directors our brands to get that information to them where it's not wrong you know uh, but it's getting there 
That's yeah. probably their first article on kayak fishing. You know, they hadn't been exposed. Yeah. To I, don't, I honestly don't think I've seen one. I, well, I lie. I think AL.com did uh, not on the win at Logan Martin, but I think there was one about the event happening about like bass coming and hosting an event for kayaks. I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, w- I would have thought for the national championship, they would have done something on Gunnersville back with KBF. I guess not. Yeah. You would think, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe Gunnersville chamber of commerce, just kind of hiding that to themselves. <laughs> maybe <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Cause I mean, they were, I wasn't in that event, but I was down there camping and stuff and hanging out and there were kayaks everywhere. Like, in the middle of like Hank Cherry's big spot, you know, anywhere a classic had been won, there'd be seven kayak guys out. And we were everywhere. No talk about it anywhere in the state other than the guys yeah. at the boat ramps. Like, damn, why are y'all out here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, man, Jim. No, was... that... Sorry, I was going to segue. You go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you, even in Texas at the at the classic out there on Possum Kingdom, they're they're yeah. There wasn't a lot of coverage out there. There was a definite lack of of camera boats out on the water and, and people covering it. And I, I thought that there should have been a lot more coverage on, on that one. I, I definitely agree. Like, I, I wouldn't say yet. Like, you know, we're still working into their formula. You know, maybe we don't need or deserve constant coverage at all of them because you obviously you know it's a single day event so you don't know how it's going to go you don't know if you're going to be following a guy around that's not going to catch anything but for the nc for the big championship come on now give me one camera boat go follow go follow the possum around go follow joe mac out there with a broken drive like (laughs) i feel like they could have gave me a little you know gave us a little something but uh yeah if the entry fees fees jumped up to a thousand dollars and you got just a reasonable 150 people in a tournament. That's you can't tell me you can't fill up a boat with gas yeah. with that money. <laughs> yeah. And you would think that if they're doing, if they're giving away, you know, $150,000 would be the purse. Obviously there's fees and whatever, like obviously other stuff comes out. You're not going to pay out hundred percent. What some of these entities won't, but it, they could get, you know, fairly close to it, but that's enough money, 150,000 to maybe give the winner, you know, 50,000 or whatever. And that number there is where I think, the attention starts to the media and the coverage starts to sort of like starts to flock when like the, the NPFL gives out, you know, $50,000 for their wins, I believe, right? Uh, $50,000 and maybe I'm yeah. off. Maybe you can only give away 30,000 of that or whatever, but a big, big number like that at each tournament, I think will change the media coverage and a, a little bit, but when the local, I don't know when, when it's like, Oh, we're going to, somebody's going to win four or five or 6,000. It's not, it's one of the reasons why they, we cover the elite series and these other big tournaments, like every event, it's like, this guy's going to, someone's going to walk away with a hundred grand or 50 grand and it's life changing. And I think once we get there that it'll follow the coverage. I, I, I feel you on the 50. I think like, you know, you just get that 20 consistent twenties, yeah. like a 20 each event, yep. you know, yep. I, I don't, I can't, it's been so long since I've kept up with the bass boat stuff like MLF and all that. I don't know what each event pays the, the winner anymore but i mean now they have got tons of sponsors and a proven product but if you're you got two big series bass and hobie running around dropping 20 g's to a winner eight times a year each somebody's got to see that money i mean you know what is it three hundred twenty thousand dollars across the board 
to guys in little plastic boats. We earn our, yeah. I think y'all earn y'all's respect at that point. <laughs> hey, you may yeah. not even need to, to raise the tournament entry fees. Just get a good title sponsor that's going to kick in half of the payout. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Also true. That'd be nice, but you'd mm. think if that was the case, they'd probably be able to do that with the Elite Series and Major League Fishing's even charging it the five thousand dollar entry fees now, I believe, when they were trying to do no entries. So I, I think hey, it'll for, happen. It'll happen there for, before it happens. For what them the folks are paying yeah. for these Hobie kayaks, I feel like Hobie could could be like, look, here's fifty G's. <laughs> Give, yeah, do do one. <laughs> That's Maybe. like four boats. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe for the TOC they'll do something like that and kick it in. Yeah. So, but well, anyway. uh, well, yeah, uh, not too much else to get into. You know, congrats on fighting through the changing conditions and apparently a lot of fish <laughs> and uh, <laughs> taking a take another win to put in your belt and let everybody else in the country know that Tennessee's got some of the best anglers in the country. Uh, yep. But uh, this is usually the part of the show where we like to let you thank anybody that. Know, makes fishing easier for you or helps you get to this level of success that you're achieving. So take it away. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously I'm team old town. I, I've been on their team for a couple of years now. And uh, I don't know if you've been in the autopilot, <clears throat> but that autopilot on a windy day is fantastic. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I found out this weekend that it's, it's really shallow water. It's not that hard to paddle and push pull through the, through the shallow water and uh and uh the other the other company that that helped me get started and helped me get doing this is is frontier outdoors there in kingston uh he's he's been pretty good to us and and helping us along the way even even during the kbs days he was he was helping us so you know shout out to to frontier OG for support. <laughs> yep yep and uh, like i said Brian Lilly and, and Old Town Johnson Outdoors. Uh, th- those are those are my sponsors right now. I don't I don't sign on pro staff with a lot of people unless I use their stuff, and I just I like to use what I like to use, so it kind of eliminates a lot of that. There you go. That's right. Good deal. So before we uh, let you go, I'm going to bring up my little tidbit uh, yeah. and get your take on it. So. Not to get into any political madness or anything that has nothing to do with fishing, but there are some new tax stuff that will be going into effect January 1, well, January-ish of 2022 that will affect the, uh, I don't know what the word would be, but like electronic money transfers, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. They will, anything that's rendered goods and services over a total of, I think it was $600, will be reported to the IRS and taxed. So what we're stirring with around here, even on a local club level, all on Tourney X, we clear that number by a lot already. And, you know, does it become worth 
having this system if I'm going to get taxed for it or have to put money out and turn our club into an LLC or 1099 the anglers like, you know, the big tournaments already do to the money winners. There's just, and the talk that started from this wasn't even local. It was from some other clubs elsewhere in the country. Uh, what what do you think about that, Drew? Do you think that it'll you'll see like a drop off on Tourney X because of how Tourney X operates through PayPal? Are you, so you're saying a single transaction of, of more than six hundred? No, a total. A total. So, it, so total. if you have more than six hundred dollars in goods and services in a fiscal year, yeah. So basically, business charges of six over six hundred dollars that you would be taxed. And I, I can't remember what the percentages was, but so this isn't winnings. This isn't what you win. You're taking business no. charges, right? So like, like for me personally, so like I run a trail on Tourney X, and it's linked to my PayPal, which is linked to my bank account, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So like this year alone, we've it's been over like ten thousand dollars or something like that. They would tax me because it would be like I'm running a business. Right. So would you turn around and tax the anglers? Do you upgrade mm-hmm. up your fees? Uh, some of the clubs I know are set up as LLC, not for that reason, but for like insurance and stuff like that. Uh, right. I, I still don't have all of the information, but it's like, I've already heard of clubs talking about if that happens, I can't afford to cover that. We're out. Yeah. We're going back to money cash at the ramp, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying the money coming in, basically is considered income to the business because it's going basically. electronically into the PayPal or whatever Venmo that the right. local club is using, but it's getting turned back right back around and paid right back out. But then they would tax that as winnings, that, yeah. which is like 30%. So yeah, I don't feel on a local club level, you're ever going to get these guys to, you can't, they're not going to 1099, you know, mm-hmm. they're just going to be like, well, I'm out. We'll go back to Tuesday night throwdowns for, 20 bucks cash. So, you know, obviously I don't have all the detail on it enough to know this, like all of the fact, but from what was all discussed tonight, what I've just told you, I know. And I heard this even not dealing with fishing. I run my own business and because of the state the world's in like 90% of my customers pay with Venmo or cash app. So fast forward to if I was doing this next year, they would tack. Now it is a business and it would all be covered, but like your paper trail, like your checks and stuff, that's what's covered. And most people treat the Venmo stuff like cash. Like nobody keeps up with it. So they're like, oh, okay, cool. We'll just pay me with that. And you think you're doing okay. Well, that would turn around into a giant tax hit that you weren't expecting. So I don't know. I just, it kind of worries me. I, I don't know. Cause Tourney X has been such a great thing for like Alabama was really late to getting on the whole Tourney X thing. But I don't see if that happens. I don't see local anglers jumping on that bandwagon to you know go fish on a saturday for seven eight hundred bucks a few times a year and then getting taxed for it because i mean is, is it worth it at that point but what what would you think on that jim go ahead what do you think <laughs> well i i mean i don't i don't know enough about it to speak intelligently about it but it seems to me that clearly if, neither do i <laughs> if, if anything like that was happening there's got to be a way to to do write-offs on that. The, yeah. If, if you got money, if it's coming in and going right back out and right now you're supposed to be taxed on a certain amount anyways. So if, I mean, if that certain amount stayed the same, then I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what it would affect. I mean, especially right. if, if a business could 
like like George yeah. Payton, you got all this money coming in, and then you got it all going right back out again. Uh, right. Yeah. There's two issues. One is like you're saying, the individual winning it. If you win a, over a certain amount, you've got to report it. And if it's over a certain amount and by a single entity trail, they 1099 you. You know what I mean? Like so, right. Yes. But then what you, what Jimmy's saying is the new thing. It sounds like it's from the tournament director's end. Which if you're a local club, you're just a guy volunteering to. Here, exactly. put all the money in my Venmo account and we'll use my Venmo account or PayPal. And now you're saying that individual or if he set yeah. up as an LLC is the one who's getting the hit. And now that the hundred percent payout can't happen or unless you, I mean, you just kind of pay yeah, the, the anglers have to pay extra to make it happen. Like you would, you would either have to, everybody that competes would have to do a 1099 and you'd have to keep up with that way because, yeah. you know, maybe you won this event, but you didn't, win any money there else so you might be under the threshold but you know or if you try to keep it easy off of them then you have to set up an llc which is money that's going to come out of your pocket because i don't feel like i could go to the guys in our groups and be like hey i gotta up everything ten dollars because i have to pay for all this now like i don't know Mm -hmm. it just there was a big we were at the shop there were a bunch of guys talking about it uh, other club guys already worried about it when they, cause they, they pay attention to this stuff way more than I do, but with all these new tax plans coming out and, you know, small business owners and people paying for like, like they were talking about like this could affect like Uber eats and stuff like that. Like these little bitty who cares. Like, I, I don't feel like it's a big deal for to pay somebody to deliver your food, but it's, it, it's basically their way to dip their hands in everything that's making a little bit of money. And I just, I, I worry like what that would do with the fishing because 90% of us use tourney X and that's how it works. It's all through PayPal. PayPal is going to be reporting it all. You know, so I don't know. Is it, is it also one of those things where, you know how it says goods and services or family and friends on PayPal, everybody just, you know, uses family and friends for this. Cause, but if it's a service that a tournament trail is putting on or whatever, like recently this happened to me, I got an Airbnb for a bunch of guys at the national championship. They sent me some PayPal money and they, they didn't hit the friends and family or they, they didn't see it or whatever. So I actually was owed a certain amount and it was like, everybody's was like $10 less. So by the time seven or eight people are paying me all at $10 less, I'm actually out 70, 80 bucks or whatever. If, if that's the case, right. you know, if they, if they all didn't do it, just a couple of them did. But, but anyway, I wondered if and that's, it's, um, to make sure like, that, that, that was my no longer you can get around that with friends and family. You gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, and see, that was my first thought was, you know, we'll just, you know, st- stick with PayPal, flip it to uh, friends and family. When you do that, you'd have to recalculate for because the the person getting paid. No, I'm trying to remember. Friends and family, the person sending the money pays the fee, right? I think I can't remember, no, but you'd have uh, to recalculate for that. And you also lose the protection. So when you do goods and services, PayPal has your back. So like if right. you signed up for my tournament and then like last minute, like if we had a shut off and then you tried to like, you know, dispute that and try to get your money back, PayPal has got you on that. Or if there's false charges or anything like that, like yeah. I've had it not, not doing this, but like selling things on PayPal, you always do it goods and services. The fee sucks, but, it's got your back in case there's an issue. Right. So, so what I don't saying, know. The, guy, the guys don't trust me is what you're saying. The guys pay me That's... for the house today. They don't trust me. <laughs> well, they were like, Drew's been winning so much. He's got these Dude. fees. 
100 yeah. bucks ain't nothing for you. Yeah, jeez. You they, need new friends. They want to call me friends and family. I'm not friends with them or family. Come That's on, messed I'm up. Friend. I'm friend. You should hit the button, friend. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the trouble to get this house for all of us. It's on the water. Come on. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's. I, I didn't want to get us. I mean, and I know it's. There's a lot of loose information there, but I just wanted to throw it out there and see if anybody had any thought on it. Just because there, obviously, there's just a lot of scare with it. I mean, at least in around our local level, our we have yeah. a lot of local trails. They go through a lot of money a year, and this could. Everybody loves how easy everything's gotten with Turny X, and that could go right out the window if it turns around. Because I mean, let's be real. Even if there is a way, you can set it all up and still do it. Do you really want to? do it like when you could just be like yeah we'll just check phone photos at the weigh-ins like we used to do and pay cash you know uh, you know Who we'll, knows? We'll, i'm sure Dwayne will have some info on it because it would affect oh, his yeah. business so maybe we should in that yeah for sure Dwayne on talk to him about it <laughs> when he that's what I, I i'm gonna keep looking into it but you know i i already knew it was coming just because of the me having my own business side of it and then it got brought up in the, cause I, we didn't know the amounts, you know, obviously like a business is going to clear tons of money. So yeah, they're going to report that. Right. But you know, on the fishing end, I was like, well, golly, I was really going to get down on the little, little guys. So yeah, who knows? We won't ramble on too much longer. I've already talked about it too much. I wanted to bring my stress to you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> all good, man. All good. We're here to take it every, every week. We're here to take it, man. That's right. But, uh, Jim, congrats again, man. Uh, you know, I can't say enough good things about you. Every time I've seen you, talked to you in person, you know, always been a good ambassador for the sport um, and just super happy to see, you know, good folks winning tournaments. So congrats. And I'll see you at the championship uh, at 2022. You're going to be at KBF National Championship too, I assume? Uh, I don't think I'm going to fish it. All right. I, I'll I qualify, you there. but I don't, I don't think I'm going to go. Yeah. I'll take your spot. Well, I just want to go down to Cata. Well, we may have an extra room in a house. So if you need it last minute, you want to come fish it. You just hit me up on Facebook or something. We'll, uh, we'll get you square away with the room. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it uh, again. I know I got in touch with you last minute. I hope you have a fun break up there in Mizzou and then have a good trip back to, to Tennessee. And I'm sure we'll, we'll be hearing from you again. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, always fun to have the big winners on and cover some tournaments and all these other random topics we seem to get into. Uh, I think we did pretty good. Not too many rabbit holes. Me, I know me and Drew, are, yeah. me and you can go off on on tangents, but not too bad. Yeah, we can. We can. <laughs> it's that's why I like doing this with you because I if if we didn't like reel each other in from it these could be very long shows <laughs> they could and and i mean it's it's good to talk this stuff through and air it out and flesh it out otherwise you know yeah i don't know i don't think change will ever happen if we don't di dive into some of this stuff occasionally because then it gets other people oh, yeah. talking it all gets around to the whole community tournament directors everybody that's involved sponsors manufacturers and so i think it's it's good stuff for sure so don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Yeah, and 
And just real quick, going back to what we were just talking about there at the end, you know, don't don't take anything I'm saying because it's not set in stone fact. It's just bits of pieces of information we've been able to find. But just keep your head open just in case like a little tax roll slides in on you that you don't see next year and that, you know, end of your year, the IRS is sending you something like, hey, you owe us 30 percent of all that money that you took in, blah, blah. It's just something to think about. And I, I, again, I'm a business owner that. You have to worry about that. That's how you go out of business. So, <laughs> but uh, yep. yeah, who knows? Sure. But uh, right, moving into tournament coverage, like I said earlier, not too many. Uh, we had the kayak anglers of Central Pennsylvania fifth annual Kick Cancer's Ass charity event. It was a statewide event. Uh, Twenty nine anglers, first place. Tony Hirdia, the ninety one and a half. 90, oh, I was saying ninety one. I was guessing ninety one, dude. Right there, well, you said that. You were on at second place. Uh, Ryan Reardon was 91, so <laughs> right there. Uh, and Tyler Rapp, third place, 88 and a half. Uh, let's see. Moving on from there, we had the Southeast Texas Kayak Bass League's Classic. Day one was on Athens, and day two was on oh, the Palestine. 94. Athens is... Nope. Oh, well, let's see. Here, I'll, I'll break it down. So it's two-day tournament, 37 anglers. Uh, first place... Uh, day one was 88 and a quarter day two, 88 and a half for a total one seventy six seventy five. Second place, Andrew Middlebrook, big day one, 95 and a quarter, uh, with a, a 75 and a quarter second day. So geez, 20 inch difference between two days. Still got the, the, you know, second place there. And, uh, third place, Caleb Helbig, 89 and a half day one, 73 and three quarters day two for one sixty three and a quarter. Uh, and there were some big fish there. It's Texas. There's always big fish there. There were two fish, uh, 23 and up caught in that tournament. So the big fish are still right. biting. Yeah, you probably were there. Right. Was 94 <laughs> is what I said. It was 95 was, was the one. So I'm going to try to guess some of these if I know the areas. This could be my new fun game. If I know okay, that here we go. body water, that part of the country. All right. So West Virginia kayak anglers, two-day championship, uh, Stonewall Jackson Lake and Santa Cola Lake. No, hmm. you familiar with either one of them? Uh, kind of, but I'd do better if this was Rivers. I'm going to say one... Two-day tournament. What's your two-day total? 165. Ooh, way over. So 38 oh. anglers, five fish limit. <laughs> uh, first place, Storm Carver. Uh, two-day total, 146 and a half. Uh, second place, Mark Edwards, 145 and three quarters. Third place, Travis Harper with 140 and three quarters. Uh Mid seventy, mid and low seventies day one, and below seventies on day two, except for second place. He had a seventy five and a half inch day, but still tough fishing. I had confidence in those guys. I had confidence. <laughs> How many uh, were in the tournament? How many total? Thirty eight. Okay, thirty eight so anglers. Start, I need to start taking that into account a little bit. You know what I mean? Like right. Knowing that it could be a little bit lower when it's in this time of year is tough. You're right. So plus there were lakes that yeah. All right, so moving on from there, kayak anglers of Western PA, the Three Lake Throwdown, Shenango Reservoir, Canoe Lake, and Woodcock Lake. Uh, 40 anglers, five fish. What's your guess on this one for the winner? Oh, I'm going to say 82 and three quarters. Oh, you were close. First place, John Klein, 81 and a half. I was close. Second place, Rich Ferlini was 77 and a quarter. Third place, Buster Swisher was 75 and a quarter. The top three were the only anglers to catch a limit. Wow. Um, so, Tourney X had this information a little 
confusing. So the Indiana Kayak Anglers Crossroads Kayak Bass Team Classic was this weekend. I'm pretty sure they were five-man teams, and I guess they just kept up with most of that at the at the Crossroads event, because I know Paddle and Fins on Sizzy Roloff's team was the winning team, but all I've got here are two-day totals from the individuals, because it was it kept up with the individuals, but it didn't show team right. totals. Um, and I actually think first place is the first place individual anglers team was actually, I think third. So shout out to the winners of that. Uh, pretty decent fishing, uh, high seventies and mid eighties, uh, Jackson or another big name. We all know he was third angler, uh, overall Cole Kleffman was second highest overall. Uh, I wish I could get the real info on that, but it was not available. So I'm very sorry. And the last one that we had is a correction was, from last week. Uh, who was first on the, that last one? Who, who was first? Who was first? Yeah, who was first? Uh, Clark, Clark, Steve Glinka. All right, Steve, just want to make sure I, we got his name in there. Cause I didn't, I don't know. If yeah, I think I skipped not. it up. So sorry, oh, buddy. You're good. You're good. But, uh, last one on the list was a correction from last week where kind of goofed up the information. It was a two day tournament. And I only put the first day. So it was the New York KBF uh, state championship on Chattooga. First place was Bo Canzanari with a 148 and a half total for two days. Second place, Jose. Jose V. We're going to go with that. That looks like a French last name. I'm not even going to try. 147. Third place, Dell Van Horn with 146 and three quarter for the two days. So sorry I messed that up last week, but. There's your dues. Congrats to those guys. And that is it. Tournament season is winding down, and it's exciting. This is true. I love covering it, but my God, it's a lot of talking at the end. <laughs> it is. It's it, man. It's it's just the schedule. It's schedule season and the two championships at the end, and it's basically it. A couple charity tournaments happen always in, I think, November, December, and and uh, and then you just start looking forward to Florida and Kissimmee or whatever, wherever KBF starts and, and Hobie. And, and I, I think – or you know it. Uh, KBF's already got Kissimmee yeah. up for next year. Or, they do. Uh, yeah, yep. I guess so. And I think they've had it from the beginning. So uh, that's something to look forward to. I know uh, the, the Dugout Bait and Tackle is doing their winter series. Uh, I can't remember all the rules of that. I can't remember if it was Tri-State or if it's Nationwide. I, I can't remember. Um, yeah. Last year, I'm pretty sure it was Tri-State, uh, Georgia, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee. Um but if you're in the area or going to be down here for anything, make sure you check that out because they stack out the giveaways each week on that. Just random, random giveaways each week. Uh, and uh, they usually, I think they would pick 25 winners each week last year. I mean, great mm-hmm. chance at some stuff. Uh, got the NC KBF NC coming up and then the, the TOC. Yep. So that's right. And there's a big tournament coming up that I want to give, uh, I want to get more information about it. We'll oh, yeah. talk about it more next week. And I think it was Travis Dawkins hit me up on Facebook about it. It's going to be, I believe it's somewhere in the Southeast. He's in Georgia. So they got a lot of, of money raised and prizes for a pretty big event. He's going to get some more info on it. I, thought, I think that's who messaged me about it. But anyway, we'll get more info on that. Uh, it's actually the weekend of the KBFNC. So, Jim, if you don't make it to the national championship, buddy, you can go and fish that event. Uh, we'll get more information about it. It's a pretty big event. I think it's the 16th October, 16th weekend. So that's coming. More information about that probably coming next week. So yeah, maybe we can uh, maybe we can get the info and get them on, let them promote it. Yeah, yeah, five ten minutes, have them on, just talk about it, yeah. and see what's going on. So cool. Well, all right, man. You got anything else? 
I think I'm good, man. I think I'm good. Just, uh, yeah, just slowly getting ready for this, these national championships and, uh, we'll see what happens. I'm pumped. That's right. Well, we appreciate everybody as usual. We will be here same time next week and hopefully another crazy show, something cool, but we'll see you then. Peace out. Two more guys owe me for the Airbnb. Pay up. up, (laughs) Friends and family. Friends and family. Don't forget. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.